0: Welcome back everyone to the fifth episode of the Prol Podcast and I am excited to give you Tony Reyes today. Tony has achieved something truly incredible over the past two years going from over 400 pounds to recently finishing a marathon. It was great being able to connect with him and learn real life strategies on how he got started, ways you can get started, and some of the biggest hurdles he had to overcome along the way. Make sure you add his Instagram handle. It is FocusFightFinish, so that way you can see his progress as it happens. So without further ado, Tony Reyes. No, no worries. I just cuss you out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tony Reyes, uh, really appreciate you taking the time to come on and do the ProL podcast with me for anyone that uh, doesn't follow you right now on social media uh, focus fight finish is the Instagram handle. And I suggest that you go at it today um, and really watch what you're putting out because you have documented a journey of going from over 400 pounds to recently running a marathon, which is just mind blowing to think about the, the growth and development that you've, you've probably had not only physically, but emotionally and every other thing that's, uh, going on. So really appreciate everything that you're putting out and taking the time to come on to do this. So I would love to just kind of hear from you a little bit about your, your background and, uh, kind of how you got started on that journey.
1: Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate, appreciate the kind words. Uh, yeah, it's been, it has been a uh, like you said, I've been documenting my my entire process because I, I've I'm a you know this is I, I've been successful in this last you know um, movement to get to 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 get healthy and to find my my fitness and to find my my passion in life, which is which has now become fitness. And you know it's it's not been a, a straight journey here. I've tried a lot of different times, you know, and, and I've had so many ups and downs with my weight. And so I just thought that this time I wanted it to be, you know, really different. I wanted to put myself out there. So I started posting on Instagram and, uh, you know, that, that was now, I started posting April, 2019, uh, is when I started this current version of myself and it's been, yeah, it's been almost two years and it's just, it's just been crazy. It's just been absolutely nuts to, uh, see the transformation in myself, like physically, of course, but also like mentally the journey that I've been on. And it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's been amazing to, uh, to experience that. And it all started because, uh, you know, of my, I, I had a son and I really wanted to, uh, you know, be just a better example and be, be a, 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 you know, an example for him to look up towards. And when I was, you know, 400 pounds, I didn't feel like I was setting that, that bar very high because i wasn't i wasn't caring for myself and i wasn't loving myself at all and so it just uh yeah man documenting the entire the entire journey has been hard at times a little you know uh annoying at times to you know film everything even, even when i'm having uh, tough moments but it's it's been really important to me um one, it's just cool to look back and I have a ton of footage to like, you know, pull for pull from for motivation for myself to like remind myself where I was from, but also just to hold myself accountable, which I never really had before. So yeah, man, that that's the, that's the long answer, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, holding yourself accountable, that's always the hardest part, right? So when you finally put it out into the world for everyone else to see, you're like, man, I can't, I can't let people down, if they're watching this progress, uh, it's a great motivating factor to, to keep things going and moving on the right direction. Yeah. Um, that, and that
1: accountability is what I always lacked before. I always had, you know, every month I felt like I had a new motivator. Uh, right. but You know, as soon as that, that motivation would dwindle down, I had no accountability to keep going. And so it would just, you know, I would just stop dead in my tracks with whatever, you know, weight loss regimen I was doing, whatever diet I was doing, I would just, I would just stop after like, you know, a month or two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that. I, I see that all the time from, I, you know, I've been in and around the fitness industry for over a decade now. And uh, January one, everyone comes in ramped up, ready to go by the time February, you know, 15th rolls around for Valentine's day. You can't get half your clients back in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It's it's the hardest thing is to keep that motivation going because the gains or the losses that you're wanting to see typically are so incrementally so small week by week that it's hard to see it. But if you can uh, document it all and then you have that that footage to pull back on from like six months ago, a year ago, you're like, man, I made, I made some real progress here.
1: Yeah. Having, having trackers is so important and, and not just, you know, uh, you know, on the scale victories, but non-scale victories are just as important to me at at least like, you know, being able to, to the first time I was able to buy clothes from target. I I know that's not like, you know, the most important thing in the world, but like that was completely off limits to me. Like at one point I was exclusively shopping at a big and tall store, Mm -hmm. DXL in Brea, California. Like that's where I was going. Cause I had I like, if I needed new pants, I had to go to DXL. If I needed new shirts, I had to go to DXL. Sometimes the Burlington Coat Factory in Fullerton had a big and tall section that would fit some, some things, but it was all like, you know, really gangster clothes. And so like, I couldn't really pull that off. I did for a long time just cause that's the only thing I could wear. But so anyway, what I'm saying is non-scale victories are important in that. Like, wow, I can just shop at Target now just that one little bit makes my life a little bit easier. And now that's, you know, a, a whole set, a whole sect of, of the world that it, that was closed off to me that is now open and having that feeling, and having those little victories is important because once you start building those little small scale victories, it helps, it helps to add up and, and to continue that, that motivator. So yeah, having, having trackers is everything.
0: Yeah. That's uh, I never really thought about that, honestly. Um, thinking about the the non-scale victories, but you know, simple things is uh, going up the stairs and not getting winded, right? Like that's a, oh, that's man. a win because yeah. how many times are you gonna go up and down the stairs during a day? Uh, and if you have to stop after every time that's gonna take it out of you.
1: Yeah, well, you know, when you're when you're 406 pounds and you have to go fly somewhere, that's all you're thinking of. You know, if I'm going on vacation and I used to have to fly uh, even quite a bit for work and, uh, it was like, that's all I think about was, am I going to get an old aircraft that has the smaller seatbelts? Or am I going to get an updated aircraft where maybe I can fit it? If I pull my stomach up and like jam the seatbelt underneath, it would still be a tough fit, but at least I could fit it. And you have to ask for the extension belt a couple times. It's that's brutal. That's, that's hard on your, on your mind and on your, on, on your ego. And so. Uh, and when I was there, you know, I was I had to get the extender belt a, a couple times in my life. Uh, and so, you know, having those non scale victories is important. Like, yeah, then the numbers are going down great, but I'll never have to get an extender belt again. And that makes me just as happy, honestly, because yeah. that feeling is awful.
0: Yeah, probably over the moon ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the one of the questions I was thinking about uh, that I wanted to ask you is, you know, when you get to that weight of 400 pounds, there are a lot of habits that you've built over years and years and years that get you to that point. Um, And then to turn around and change those habits to then lose 150 pounds and be able to run a marathon, that takes a lot of willpower and a lot of time. What were some of the hardest habits that you had to break and how did you go about breaking them? Because it's, you're, you're going to have a lot of those setbacks along the way, and it's easy to fall back into old habits.
1: I had to, I mean, I had gotten to a point where it was, it was make or break. Like it, I, I didn't, in my mind, it wasn't like a, I want to look good for the summer. It wasn't a, I want to, you know, trim up a little bit or I want to, you know, whatever. It wasn't any low level goal. It was, in my mind, it was life or death. I was either going to make a change right then and there, and, and follow through with that change, or I was going to die early. Like I was going to—I just—I felt like I was going to die in my 40s um, because a lot of my uncles have, you know, my grand—like grandparents have—have uh, have died early. The heart attacks, diabetes, like it just—it was running wild in my in my family. And so, for me, the habits came a little bit easier at least definitely in the beginning because it was like who cares about you know these other habits that you used to have you're about to die dude like you're you're going to die and i would tell myself that all the time because it's like i have to i had to be real with myself you know and you have to have i believe uh you know you have to have the self-love you have to have the you know talk yourself up and feel good about yourself that's for sure true but you also have to have the the talks where you're in your face, in the mirror and, and tell it to yourself straight. Like you cannot sugarcoat morbid obesity. It is what it is. You're going to die early. If you are okay with that, or you, you know, have fooled yourself into thinking you're okay with that. Fine. If you're happy with your body. Okay. That's fine. You can, you know, you can love yourself. Uh, You know, I didn't, I didn't love myself. I told everyone I did. And I, 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 Said I was I was happy being the funny fat guy. I wasn't. I was miserable deep down. If I was honest with myself, and so that's when I got to that point. The habits didn't really matter because um, I was I was just so adamant about changing my life that it didn't even matter. The there were, I mean there were hard habits. You know I, I was binge eating quite a bit, and so binge eating. I mean everything else is whatever uh, compared to binge eating. Binge eating is like a proper eating disorder and i was in the, the clutches of it um and still fight those urges you know i, I haven't binged the eat,
0: binged eaten binge ate <laughs> i don't know i'm not that smart i'm not a grammar guy so no yeah,
1: no we'll just go with i haven't binge eaten i haven't binged holy cow that's probably it i haven't binged in in you know since i started this journey so it's been almost two years now and so uh those urges are still there. I'm just keeping them at bay. I'm keeping, you know, having to keep up that fight. And so, uh, so yeah, the habit of binge eating after work before I got home and hiding it from my wife, that was a huge habit that I had to break. But it was one that I was 100% willing to put up the fight with every single day in order to live longer to see my son. So, you know, it was like, yes, those were hard habits. But once you get to a point of life and death, I don't know that you care so much about breaking those hard habits. It's just, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I I appreciate you being real. And the fact that sometimes you have to have those real conversations with yourself and take ownership of where you currently are. Uh, and, you know, it's, that's probably the hardest thing to do is to tell yourself where, where are you currently? Um, and because, you know, so many other people will tell it to you, uh, but it's never true until you tell it to yourself. And then you say, all right, I'm gonna make these changes, like come hell or high water, I'm gonna do this. Uh, yeah, man, it,
1: it's 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 nuts what people tell you when you're morbidly obese. You know, I've had I had so many people that were like, oh, you're so handsome, you're so, you know, like, you're so funny, you're like this and you're that and, that, and I would just, I'd look at them and be like, no, I'm not, like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not, like literally, I'm not. I feel like death. I have sleep apnea. My heart is beating out of my chest anytime I have to get up out of the car because my car is so low. Like I don't fit in car seats. I can't, uh, in car seats. I don't fit in airplane seats. You know, I don't fit on rides. I, I don't fit in any of the clothes. My blood pressure is out of control. My liver shutting down. My, you know, I, it's just like all these things, but people are so afraid. To either hurt your feelings and you are so afraid to hurt your own feelings that you will just create this like web of like you know lies and, and and it's not that i'm like against body positivity i'm just i'm for posi- body positivity but i'm also 100 percent for body honesty like be in tune with your body yeah. check in with yourself how are you feeling and be honest about that and if you feel like shit why do you or sorry i don't know if i'm you're good uh, Okay. But no, it like, care. so it's like, if you, you know, if you feel like shit, why do you feel like shit? Why do you feel like shit? It is like, you know, body positive, pod, body positivity is great. But if you are not also checking in with your body and, and being honest with yourself, then I, you know, it's almost uh lying to yourself. I feel like.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what too. And and I'll be transparent. I did the same thing with my mental health because it was end of 2019 Uh, no matter how many times I wanted to tell myself I was fine, I was fine, I was fine, I was severely depressed, severely depressed. And when you finally have the conversation with yourself of like, okay, this is where I'm at. I, I hate my life. I hate waking up every single day. And I don't want to, I have no motivation to do anything. Well, that's probably not a good point to be at, right? I need to make changes. And then when you can, be honest with yourself and take control of it. Luckily, too, I, I have a very supportive partner and wife that sat me down and was like, listen, you're not okay, you need to take care of this. But when you realize that these people are, are telling you the actual truth, because they want to see you get better. And then you can take those steps to start moving forward. Right? Then you, what's crazy is then I look back in the mirror now that I've gotten it more under control, and, and I'm working on that path of, of mental health journey, uh, realizing, wow, I've been dealing with depression since I was in high school. Wow. I never realized it at the mm-hmm. time, because it's, you know, it, it's kind of hard when you're sitting in it, especially as a teenager, you don't really know. I mean, shit, you don't know anything when you're a teenager, let alone <laughs> yeah. if you're depressed or not.
1: Yeah. But yeah.
0: you you start looking back and you're like, wow, these are i didn't really realize how terrible things were at the time
1: yeah because i feel like it's because you just you're so used to feeling like shit that you think that this is just normal everyone right. everyone must feel this way and that's how i thought like when i you know what when i was in knee deep into lying to myself about being happy you know being at the weight i was i felt like yeah i can't really breathe i'm sweaty all the time I am just like, uh, you know, my knees hurt constantly, my back hurts constantly. This must be what it's like to be 24. Everyone must feel this way. It's like, no, dude, like you're 24. You shouldn't have all these aches and pains. You should be able to sleep a full night. You should be able to, you know, it's just, there's so much to life that you get dull to, that you just become numb to, because that's just your new normal. Um, And I feel like, you know, what you touched on is huge, man, like mental health, mental health is hard to talk about no matter who you are but i feel like especially like males have such a hard time talking about mental health like yep. a lot of my friends you know you start talking about mental health and you're like hey, hey, hey come down bro what are you doing like all right shut up shut up shut up. We, none, none of us cry what are you talking about yeah, yeah and it's like hey man like yeah it's okay to cry it's okay to talk about this stuff I, like and i had my my mind blown when i you know i was 25 and i started going to therapy for the first time and like and i don't feel like i ever even i'm maybe i'm just having a breakthrough now i never really attributed a lot of my weight loss success at you know 30 what when i started 31 i never attributed that success to the therapy that i went to when uh, that i started when i was 25 but of course it had something to do with it of course it did and so it's like you know after years of therapy years of meditation and really working on, you know, my mental health, it like that helps, man, that helps so much. And it's so hard to talk about. There's that, like, I mean, I have a lot easier time talking about it now. But in the beginning, when you're younger, it's just kind of like something we don't really talk about. Yeah, You know, I never my dad never sat down with me and talked to me about my feelings. You know, like yeah. that's, yeah, that's crazy. That's just that's that would never happen. You know, it's so um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy how how I feel like men have a hard time talking about that.
0: I feel like uh, especially men have a hard time talking about it. But finally, I would say maybe in the last two to three years, society as a whole has started getting a little bit more comfortable with talking about it. I've, up until a couple of years ago, society as a whole didn't talk about mental health, right? If yes. you went to therapy, you did not talk about that with your friends. You didn't talk about it with your family. You definitely didn't bring it up at work. Because you're afraid you're going to get fired or or ostracized or whatever it is. Yeah, I never Um, thought about that. Yeah. Uh huh. And now it's it's one of those things where you know, and and maybe I'm on I'm on an extreme side because I'm such a mental health uh, advocate and, and proponent of it, but you know I tell the some of the people that i work with i'm like listen you need to check in with yourself take care of your mental health take a mental health day uh go you know take 20 minutes to do the meditation and the breathing apps because that is more important uh than trying to fight through what your brain is is doing right now for the next 20 minutes and then having a terrible day going home having a terrible work life balance then you hate work then you hate yourself it's just like this it's just the snowball effect that just gets so out of hand. Um, And if we can just all be all talk about it and just say, Hey, you know what? We're all human beings. We all have some type of mental health struggles, no matter. I don't care how good it looks from the outside in you. There's something going on up there that you need to talk to someone about. That's okay. Just go do it and, and work through it.
1: And, and, and dude, I, absolutely money, and you know, I as well have just such a supportive wife, which I am just like, oh man, I'm so thankful for it's insane how great she is. Um, And, and she, you know, we had a tough time. Like we've been together for, we've been together now like 15 years. It'll be 16 years, I think in February. Wow. So we've been together for a while. We've been married for nine <laughs> oh, God, if your is wife is record. watching just skip over this part. This is on record. We can edit this out. Move yeah. forward, move forward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we uh um I mean, you know, we have a toddler now so uh, both of our brains are mush. uh <laughs> but there was a time in our mid twenties where I was having like a, a, like quarter life crisis. Like I was literally like my brain, I was freaking out, man. I was freaking out. I wasn't where I wanted to be in my life, in my career. I was still morbidly obese. So that was, you know, adding a ton of it, but I was like still ignore, ignoring that part of, of my life and and why I was unhappy. Um, But I put a lot of blame on her. Because I like I was like, you you're the reason why I'm not where I want to be in my life. You're the reason I don't have the career that I I want to have. And then it wasn't until she was like, Listen, you need to go to therapy. You need to go talk to somebody. Yeah. And once I, you know, once I went and talked to someone and like really, you know, some someone who has no idea who I was, having that having that release valve was amazing. You know, I never had that before because every time I talked to somebody, it was like someone who was already on my side no matter what or yeah, you know, they're too close to
0: the situation.
1: Way too close to the situation. And so yeah, it just, man, it opens so much so many doors within your own mind that you just, it's, it's, it's amazing. And that, that going to therapy and, you know, my wife's patience uh, literally saved my life. And you know, thankfully, <laughs> despite my best efforts, she stayed uh, you know, uh, loyal to me and strong with me. And 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 man. I don't know what my life would have been like if she, if she didn't do that. Uh and so yeah, it went went through a dark time in my mid-20s, but therapy man saved my life for easily.
0: Yeah, I I, I couldn't recommend it enough to anyone. Even mm-hmm. if you think everything's okay, just still go.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I you said I, I noticed you you said how supportive your wife is, and I could tell how Honestly, I can tell from the outside looking in how supportive she is from watching your uh, uh, marathon video, um, and uh, I that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was that that video and that that goal of doing a marathon because it's if you asked me to go run a marathon right now I would just I would crumble uh, after you know two miles and uh, you did it with uh, plantar fasciitis, you know, it's, it, none of it went the way you want it to go, but you got there. Um, and I thought it was just such an amazing, amazing story. And I'll be honest too. You got me with a couple tear jerkers in the beginning when it's you, uh, with your phone in the mirror and you're like, listen, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to finally make the changes. Uh, like I could tell the raw emotion. Um, so, can you tell me about what that training was like? Um, because the other thing that I really liked about that video was how you ended it with with just you in a gym doing burpees. Ah, oh, dude, that's yeah, it. man.
1: That gets me. That gets me fired up.
0: Because that's that's where you make the gains, right? The, exactly. The video is great. The video is phenomenal. Right, right. And where you make the gains is by with you by yourself in a gym doing burpees
1: and and that's that's what i was trying to convey at for the for the ending you know and if you haven't seen it it's like i i tell this the story of like oh i'm so sick it's like yeah i'm great i'm i finished this marathon how cool is that but at the end of the day none of that matters because everything starts with you alone middle of the night whenever whenever you can get in you just doing what you can. I'm not in the gym throwing down, you know, when, when I, what I end the film with is me doing two burpees and then having to stand up and then stop for like 45 seconds to catch my breath yeah. because I couldn't do more than two burpees at a time. So like, yeah, man, that, that, that hits me, uh, having that contrast of like going from finishing a marathon to one second later, you see me at the, be, literally the beginning of my journey, one of the very first workouts I ever had. And like, that is the journey right there. That's the most important part of the journey is the start. It's not, you know, finishing the marathon and yes, obviously have goals and go and achieve those goals. Great. But it really, everything starts with with just you by yourself. It's on you. And, and like, that is what I was really trying to uh, drive home is that, uh, that moment. And what I didn't realize I had said is like this, the audio recording of me, uh, while I was, while I was doing those burpees was I'm going to make use of every single day starting right now. And that is a mindset I've had since the beginning. Like, I, I feel like I've wasted a lot of my life feeling like shit and not, you know, pursuing the best version of myself. So from this day forward, that's it. Like no matter whether how great or how, you know, how, how many goals I hit or not, as long as I am every single day working towards being better, that's all I care about. And so, yeah, man, thank you for, thank you for bringing that up. And thank you for saying that, like that, that moment to me was the most important moment. And uh, it, it, it fires me up thinking about, thinking about me in the, in the gym by myself fires me up to this day where I just to yes, like today's my rest day, but now I want to go into the garage and start throwing down. Um, yeah, man. And my, and my wife, like how you started the question, my wife is, is incredible. She um, you know, I didn't even see that interview that she did um, in the kitchen until afterwards. I didn't hear what she had said. And so seeing that and seeing, you know, just, you know, how she's how she talks about me is like uh it's so it's so beneficial to have someone in your corner um you know who just who just wants nothing but the best for you that's like that's incredible and that's who she is she's such she's such a rock she's such a a rock and just such a, a a a calming presence for sure in my life
0: yeah i can tell you know the the one word she uses where now just talking to you, I can tell it's relentless, right? Like every day I can tell that tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're going to make every single thing you can make out of every single minute you're awake. And then you're going to do the same thing on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And just for the rest of your life, I can tell that that's what you're going to do. Um, and I had, I I was, I'm kind of curious too, because, um, I'm the type of person. It's the same thing, right? I'm I'm either all in or I'm not going to deal with it at all, right? I am relentless on my pursuits. Of when I lock in on what I actually want to accomplish, there there is no stopping me. I will get to that point. The problem then that I run into is that I am so laser focused on that that I tend to push everything else out to the side, like being present with with my wife and and with my family and you know doing you know realizing that it's not just all one singular goal it's it's other goals so do you do you find yourself kind of in that same thing where sometimes you just get so laser focused that you're it, it's it's hard to i guess be present in other situations
1: it it has been a learning process uh it's been a learning process for sure Um, and you know, the schedules and the, you know, workloads and, and, you know, my wife's schedule, my my son's schedule, he has a schedule now, my schedule. It's like, we're, we're all working, um, towards, you know, different things and, and we're all, um, you know, we're just all over the place. And so it is difficult in, in the scheduling, but at the end of the day, my goal is not to be like. like when this whole thing that I started is is to be the best version of myself Mm -hmm. and so the best version of myself it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm winning you know gold medals at marathon races it means that I am always there for my son when he needs me I'm always there for my wife when she needs me I'm always there for myself when I when I need myself when I need a a moment to check in I'm I'm there for myself and so um, you know that's what I'm laser focused on so whether that's like you know, building a, a, a little garage with uh, my son's magnets, and and being 100% present for there, I take it as seriously as, you know, staying in my zone two heart rate when I'm doing my cardio training. Like, it's like, that's, right. I, I just, I put that focus on, on whatever I'm currently doing. It, you know, because I, I have a, I'm a, I'm a creative director, and I'm a, I'm a filmmaker and, and a photographer. And so I feel like I have all all these thoughts going on. And so for me, what has helped massively has been meditation. Um, I say that and it's been so long since I've actually been (laughs) uh, consistently meditating, but, um, especially in the beginning, I feel like meditation has helped a lot, uh, with this journey and making sure that I'm, you know, staying on track and focusing on things that are important. So I wouldn't say it's, it's, um, I'm not the best at being present, but I'm, I'm a way, way better at being present than I, than I used to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's definitely a skill that I'm I'm in the same boat as you try, trying to work on it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, sometimes it's just tough when I, I get so laser focused on one specific thing. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that's going through my brain. And even though I'm there physically, I'm just not there mentally um and trying to break that habit is that's a hard habit for me to break
1: no me too me too I, I like i said meditation has helped i've gotten a lot better uh but i still i'll catch myself still sometimes like thinking about something i'll just jot down notes about work or about an, another idea or something or whatever and then it's like oh you're you need to spend time with your son right now like right. put the phone away i like i turn notifications off my smartwatch, like I want to be way more focused and way more in tune with what I'm currently doing. Um, and the same is true for workouts or, you know, training sessions or, or meal prepping. Like I just want to be more in tune and less, you know, scattered. And so I feel like I, I operate better that way. Um, and so I think that's the other thing that I try to tell myself, like, I think I'm multitasking if I'm thinking about five things while doing two things. And it's like, Hey, like you're doing all of those things terribly. <laughs> like You're right. doing a mediocre job at everything don't worry about you know the next project you want to start or the or the work project you have on tuesday like just focus right here on you know on you know whatever it is that you're doing and you'll do that better and then when tuesday comes you'll do that better because yeah. you're you're more focused so it's hard though man it's super
0: hard what uh what's uh what's next for you i know you set that huge goal of running a marathon and obviously crush that so have you set new new goals that you're looking to accomplish in 2021? Well, I would like
1: to run another marathon because I I did finish. It wasn't exactly, you know, what I was training for. I was training to do, you know, about a five-hour marathon. Um, Not, (laughs) you know, barely, like, uh, being out there basically all day. It took me seven hours. It was just, like, brutal. I was, like, hobbling around uh, for 26 miles. That is not what I trained for. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I had the, you know, the mental fortitude to get through that pain. Um, but once I heal up, I'm going to start running again. Cause I'm my, my foot is still pretty, pretty jacked up, it, you know, It turns out running on an injured foot, running a marathon on an injured foot, turns out that's not great for your foot. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, so I'm working with my podiatrist. I actually just got my, I got an MRI results back uh, a few days ago. She said it was really lucky that I did not tear, uh, my tendon. My tendon is sprained and my, uh, a bone in my foot is really badly bruised. So she's like, I I, I can't run on it for another six weeks. Um, I'm back in a boot and I'm just basically, you know, I'll, I'll still train and, and, but I'm just not doing high impact um, stuff on my foot. So that being said, once I heal up, I want to run another marathon this year. Um, And I'm doing a Spartan uh, trifecta. I'm doing a lot of Spartan races this year. Um, this year I actually got invited to be a Spartan race athlete. And so, um, that just means that I'm, I'm doing a lot of racing for, for free. They're just letting me, uh, run my races and make content for, for them. And, um, you know, it's, that's like (laughs) been the coolest thing that's happened, uh, for a while. And so, so yeah, I'll be doing a lot of Spartan races and doing their trifecta, um, which basically means, I don't know if you're familiar with Spartan race, but, uh, they have, Uh, different length uh, courses. And so uh, you finish three different lengths uh, within a calendar year. So you do their 5k, their like uh, 10k, and then their half marathon. Gotcha. Uh, And each race is like, pretty intense, like even their 5k I'm like nervous for and I just reached a marathon like you know it's it's pretty intense because it's all like mountains and hills and mud and climbing and you got to crawl under barbed wire and jump through fire and climb over walls and every you know climb up ropes I was I cannot climb up a rope currently I'm not there yet and so uh every time you fail an obstacle you have to do 30 burpees which isn't that big of a deal but when you're you know, add it up. Prime, you know, up elevation. This is the fourth obstacle in a row you failed. So now you're, you know, 130 burpees deep, you're covered in mud, you're soaking wet. It gets really intense towards the end. So yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm nervous for the, for the half marathon of that because it's just another level, but, uh, but that's what I'm going to do this year. And then the ultimate goal is uh, finishing an Ironman. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's the big goal. That's the, you know, three, about three year goal.
0: I was going to say, do you have a a timeline on that? And have you started looking at where you would want to do it?
1: I think I want to do it nearby. You know, I I would love to do a California Ironman. Um, I, I think the closest is in, um, San Jose. Um, Mm. they do an Ironman, I think, um, I, you know, obviously I don't want it to be the hardest course in the country, yeah. um, but I also don't want to be, I don't want it to be too far away. Cause man, since I s- announced this goal of mine that I, you know, I put it out into the universe. Then I started looking into it. Ironmans are freaking expensive. Uh, it is an expensive uh, sport to get into. So I definitely don't want it to be too far away. Um, and I, you know, a flatter course would be ideal because it's, it's going to be in, intense as it is. I don't need to add too much elevation in that if I can help it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, man. But I, I would love to have it done um, before you know, right, right around I'm like 35. Right now I'm 33, so in the next few
0: years. Hey, you're you're a better man than I am because I I have no aspirations to do an Ironman. That looks like torture for an entire day straight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 17 hours.
0: Yeah, that's uh more more power to you for that one. Um I I wanted to go back and ask you a couple questions about, you know, one of the things that I always try to uh bring to anyone that's listening are simple strategies that they can start implementing day number 1 right after they listen. Um and I think one of the biggest hurdles that people that are uh, either obese or morbidly obese, uh, fall into is they ask themselves, they look at a lot of the content being pushed out on social media. And a lot of it is high high level stuff that is just not attainable when you're at that size. And so they look at it and they say, Well, there's no way I can do that. So the alternative is I'm going to do nothing. So right, right. what are some, what would you say, you know, because you were there uh, and you have those, those real life experiences, what are some of the things where you could say, hey, if you're in a situation where you're either uh, obese or morbidly obese and you want to start taking control of your health, here are some really easy ways where you can start. Man, you
1: can scroll back on my Instagram and see, like, look at the workouts I was posting back then. They are nothing like the workouts I'm posting now. You know, I'll throw down in the garage now. When I was, back then I was like, 20 minutes on the elliptical, let's go. And it's like, dude, that wouldn't even raise my heart rate now. But it's like, it's all scalable and that's okay. Like, I, I feel like the most important strategy for people to focus on in the beginning is just getting started. Like make a plan and write it down. Don't just say, I'm going to work out more. I'm going to eat healthier because what the hell does that mean? Right. I want to know how you're eating healthier. What are you eating Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Literally write that shit down. How many calories are you going to be eating? What are you, know, what, like, what are you like about? What are you going to be eating? Like, you don't have to like completely go nuts into tracking the macronutrients and you can get there. Obviously we'll get there, but if you're just starting writing down a plan of when you're going to be working out and what does that workout look like not just i want to work out four times a week it's i want to walk a mile a day and i want to do 25 jumping jacks great or or if you can't do jumping jacks i want to sit down on the couch and get up from the couch sit down on the couch get up from the couch you're basically doing squats you can use the armrests as an assist do that 50 times like write that shit down, because especially in the beginning, you don't know, like you can't hold, hold yourself accountable unless it's written down, I feel like, because I, I would always come up with an excuse before, I would always come up with a, oh, I forgot, or, you know, oh, this thing came up at work, That does not matter, whatever happens in your life, you can always find 30 minutes to get a little workout in, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, a, a lot of times, I mean, I do it too. Like I'll, I'll work out for like an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, depending on what I'm doing. And that's not always the best choice, especially in the beginning. Like if you could just, you know, do 30 minutes, you can get a great workout in in 30 minutes. You know, you don't need to, to stress about, oh, I don't have two hours to go do all these workouts that I see everyone online doing. I wouldn't worry about that. My biggest strategy, especially in the beginning, is just writing it down, keeping it simple and writing it down. Yeah. And, and and just getting started. I I mean it's so it's 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 so um there's so many options there and there's so much paralysis by analysis happening for to people um because yeah it's it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You know, when I was 406 pounds, I didn't think about I wanna be 240 pounds. I, when I was 406 pounds, I wanted to be 405 pounds. And yeah. then I wanted to be 404 pounds and so on and so on. You cannot think of it as this massive goal. If I was at 406 pounds thinking I need to run a marathon, like <laughs> no, no dude, way. Never going to happen. No way. That will never happen. It's too much. It's too much pressure on yourself. If, if you want to make a change in your life, that's a great place to be write down a plan and just start.
0: Yeah, yeah I think I, that that's the best. Uh, I, I'm really glad you said that because I will tell you even for me where uh, I know I know what I'm doing, right? Got a bachelor's of science in physical education. I know all the background of the human body and, and how to do all of it. I will tell you right now, if I don't write out my program for the month, Of exactly what i'm going to do every single day i might get out there and do the workout but it's going to be the most half-assed workout you've ever seen in your entire life Mm -hmm. right there's no intention of what i need to accomplish in that amount of time it's just going to be what feels good at the moment and oh i didn't get any sleep last night so i'm going to skip this blah 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 but writing it down holds you accountable to accomplishing just that hour of a of a goal um, and I think, like you said, too, right, it's not the goal of going from 406 pounds to a marathon runner. It's the goal of being 406 pounds and finishing a 30 minute workout. That's the goal that right. like, right. if you can finish that, and then it, it, it's building blocks and it compounds, you know, it's just like compounding interest, it, it adds up over time. And then you get to run a marathon a year and a half later, two years later.
1: Yeah, man. It's, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a slow build and that's okay. I, I just posted a video uh, where I talked a little bit about this, but I, I would rather someone take four years to accomplish this than to, to, you know, go insane mode and, and do it in six months. Like it's not, that's not going to last, or you might seriously injure yourself. You might seriously wreck your organs. <laughs> and your body and, and it's just it's not going to be sustainable so if it doesn't last then it doesn't matter it like it like you know that's this is, this is <clears throat> the, the hardest thing that i had to go through in the beginning was all these people talking about all these diets they were on and um you know i was i was a victim of it for a long time mean, since high school i've been doing different diets and you know you hear well i don't know i lost 30 pounds doing this like, well, did you keep it off? No. No. Okay. Then it didn't work. No, I did. I, it worked. No, it didn't work. It's like that's where I like want to like grab someone by the shirt. I'm like, no, then it didn't work. If it's not sustainable, if it doesn't last, it didn't work. Right. Like anyone could you could just, you know, eat French fries. You could go on a French fry diet for a month and you, you could probably lose weight depending on how many French friends you ate, but it doesn't mean that that's sustainable. It doesn't mean that that's good for you. So I, I think, you know, a lot of people in the beginning, especially if you just aren't researched on it and, and aren't knowledgeable enough on it, um, will fall into that. I did for so many years and it wasn't until I was like, okay, I'm just throwing all that out. I'm going to just eat a very common sense nutrition plan i'm not i'm not following keto i'm not following uh you know paleo or 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 atkins or south beach all these diets that i did do for a long time Mm. lost weight it worked quote unquote and then you know obviously gained the weight back so yeah man it just you know eating eating uh in a common sense caloric deficit tracking my macros tracking my calories that's that's What worked, and that is what has worked and continues
0: to work. If I could jump to the screen right now and give you a giant hug, I would. Because I, (laughs) I hate, I hate the word diet. Like, if I could eliminate one word from the English dictionary, it'd be the word diet. Just because everyone always assumes. Like, once you say, "Oh, I'm on a diet," uh, they always assume, "Oh, are you on keto? Are you on paleo? What are you on?" Like, well. Uh, you've always been on a diet for your entire life you, you know when right. you were born you were on a breast milk diet and then you become a toddler and then you're on a cheese it diet and then you're <laughs> like that's just what it's just what you eat on a daily basis that is your diet
1: yeah um, it's 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 become like a dirty word uh to me and i and i really am trying to get it out of my vocabulary every once in a while i say oh yeah my diet and i'm like my nutrition plan and yes. i just i try to I just, I just try to go with my nutrition plan because yeah. I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm on a diet. This is, diet just how is a eat. four
0: letter word, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. teach your kids to never, to never utter the phrase and they'll be okay with their, uh, nutrition as they grow up.
1: Right. Yeah, man. It's, it's nuts. I wonder, have you ever heard of, uh, intuitive eating?
0: Uh, yes. So actually my, my wife, what she does is she is in, um, she's in public health and she specializes in, um, basically, uh, behavioral psychology, um, on how to get, how to force changes, uh, mm-hmm. in people, uh, based on their psychology and intuitive eating is like one of the cornerstones that she talks about. Um, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: I, I'm just starting uh, down that path because you know I I have I lost my weight being very restrictive and being very tracky tracky you know yep. like I I mean I this morning I put my my protein pancakes on the scale and I measured how much honey I put on my pancakes. Oh um, wow! Now I mean that's just how I lost my weight and that's how I am continuing to live my life. Like it's not to me it's not hard uh and it's not that big of a deal maybe takes up I would say 10 minutes of my day to track it everything that I eat. because yeah. like yeah cumulative it's about 10 minutes a time that to me is not a big deal however like I've said I'm still dealing with those urges of of binge eating and so I'm actually working with a um di- a registered dietitian nutritionist now um, and she is introducing me into intuitive eating and so if I were to, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence with intuitive eating in that not, not as a, not as a, as a science because it's backed up and I think it's great. And I, that I'm excited to do it. Like I'm this the year of 2021 is where I'm working towards being an intuitive eater. Yep. However, I feel like it's still a little tough to me and I guess I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, I haven't been doing intuitive eating r- really at all. It's just been a couple of weeks that I've been studying up on it. And so, um, I just wonder if it is if it is helpful, if it would have been helpful to me at the beginning of my journey um, to do intuitive eating rather than like tracking everything. Whereas like maybe, I don't know, for me, I, I feel like, you know, tracking everything and eating a common sense diet, but, you know, still being a little restrictive on what you're doing and in breaking all those habits that you had early on and, you know, losing some weight or or at least beginning your weight loss journey and then like maybe transitioning into intuitive eating to me seems like a good idea uh, i mean because that's what i'm doing um, yeah doing now but I, I don't know it's it's really interesting I mean it's just something that i'm i'm not knowledgeable about and so that's why um yeah i just wanted to ask ask you about it
0: i would say from what i i've talked with my wife about um and again she's probably gonna listen to this and be like can you obviously don't listen to me. But from what I from what I've gathered, it seems uh, like it's a really good skill and idea to teach it to your kids at a very early age, because then they they those are then the habits that they have and the relationship that they have with food as they grow older. Um, it's probably really It probably would have been really hard to go from binge eating straight to intuitive eating, because you have no way of uh, it, it's it's not trackable, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's what's really hard for me, and that's why I was so. And that's what we're working on now, because I, you know, I I've been working with uh my with her for, you know, like I said, we've only had one real visit, but. It's like I I, I, <laughs> I would say, well, how can I trust my intuition? Like I right can't right now, like my intuition is, I want to go crush twelve donuts. What are you talking about? Like right. that's. Yeah that's not good intuition. (laughs) Now, now uh, after losing over 165 pounds and and knowing how food affects my body and knowing what kinds of foods affect my body and and what makes me feel good, what makes me feel bad. Now I feel like I could definitely do intuitive eating and, and, you know, and and I'm trying to start to scale back um, on the tracking. And so what I'm doing now is instead of tracking every single day, I'm starting really slowly because I, I am, you know, uh, uh obsessed with this and I, I want to make sure I'm, you know, it's like a big fear of mine is gaining the weight back because right. I've, I've, I've done that, been there, done that plenty of times in my life. And so I don't want to do that ever again. And so, uh, now I'm, I'm not tracking on Saturdays, not that I'm like going nuts or anything, but I'm like, okay, that's about this much. That's about this much. So I'm still kind of tracking my head. But I'm not actually doing my fitness pal on Saturdays. So I'm going to start with one day a week and I'm going to work my way towards, you know, towards this intuitive eating style. But the reason I I started this in the first place was because of my son, was because I want, I don't want to put on the same eating disorders that I have um, and the same anxieties around food that I have. I don't want to pass it on to him. I don't want yeah. him to see me measuring every single chia seed that I put in my oatmeal right you know, and, and it's like dude it's chia seeds they're good for you throw right. them in there it's okay you know um and and so I, I I want to to be it's it's just part of the journey of continuing to to get better and yeah. you know this is I I, I definitely think a, a realm where I could get better so yeah I bought the book on intuitive eating um and now working with with my dietitian, I think it'll help
0: yeah, I bet you too, I, I I bet you one of the skills that you've picked up along the way of um, all the tracking is your ability to eyeball serving sizes really good, right, which is
1: <laughs> incredible,
0: which is going to help a lot for intuitive eating, because that's one of the biggest, the, the hardest things to accomplish very early on is what what does uh, two tablespoons of peanut butter actually look like?
1: Yeah. That's a big one. Peanut butter. Peanut butter is a big one. And I, and I, and I'll do it now as like, just almost showing off to my wife. Like, um, you know, I did it this morning. <laughs> where I, was, I, I put the peanut butter on the pudding butter jar on. I take it off. I take the scoop that I think is 32 grams. I set it back on. It's like 33
0: grams. I'm like, come on. Yes. Yeah. Come no big, on. No big deal. No big deal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> big Papa's coming through.
0: If that was an Olympic sport, that there's where you're gonna win your gold <laughs> medals. <laughs> Eyeballing <laughs> peanut butter serving sizes.
1: Yeah, yeah that, that I could win. I could win at that for sure.
0: Oh that's awesome man. Well hey, I am I'm uh I'm really happy for you it, it, just from everything that I've seen on your social media talking to you to today. Uh I know that what you've what you've done and and where you're going like this is not by any means the end uh and I'm excited to continue to see everything that you push out and all the goals that you're going to crush cuz uh yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. So I appreciate your time. Any any last words you want to uh, say for any of the followers?
1: I my my biggest thing is just get started. I, that's the that's everything that I post about. Uh, everything that I you know I, I I I try to do the best job as I can with with my social media with my YouTube channel, to try to get it out to as many people as possible with the sole intention of getting as many people started on their journey as I can. I'm not a weight loss professional. I just tell people what works for me. And so if you get anything from listening to this podcast or, or whatever, just know that you have me as a resource. You, Anyone can reach out to me. I respond to everybody. I, I'm very, very passionate about helping people get started because I know how much I hated life before I made this change and how much I love it now. It is, It is night and day who i am how i feel and it is absolutely because i have you know been down this journey and so i want to get as many people feeling good as possible so reach out hit me up focus fight finish instagram youtube and
0: uh i'm i'm here for you love it yeah if you guys don't follow them check them out um tony reyes appreciate the time
1: thank you man i appreciate you having me on